Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome to Wednesdays with Wombat with your host, Toby McKinnon. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is your Wednesday edition and... This is our third chat with uh, three different HRV stewards. We had uh, Barry Delaney, of course, and Scott Gillespie with two different backgrounds. And today, Des Benger joins us, uh, legend of the sport. Des, mate, firstly, how are you and whereabouts are you today? I'm good, thank you. I'm home. You're at home. Very good, mate. Uh, You've been down to the gym this morning? You've done your gym? I've I've been to the gym for three and a half hours, Toby, yep. Three and a half hours. What do you do for three and a half three hours? Three and a half hours. I, I usually spend about eighty minutes on the on the uh, treadmill walking. Yeah. And then I'll spend another about another seventy five minutes on the bike cycling, and then I'll do a couple of exercises on the exercise machines, and then I'll go down to the sauna and have a lovely sauna for ten minutes. Very good, mate. I, I noticed yeah. at Yarra Glen the other day you're nearly swimming to the stewards' tower. Yes, it was a bit damp there, Toby, wasn't it? It was a bit damp. Now I was a, I was a little bit afraid that I was going to get my boss, Mister Day's uh, car bogged. I was very, very careful going and to and from the uh, steward stand. I tell you, it actually. Um... You won't be surprised to know uh, a certain Nathan Moy was there and uh, we were talking about that, actually, that you were a chance of getting that car bogged. As you oh, very to... much. And I was <laughs> I was very conscious of that fact, too. Don't worry, Toad. <laughs> I'm sure you were. Now, very conscious. Now, let's wind things back. Right back, mate. Uh, your initiation in the harness racing, I, I, I'm I'm pretty confident there's a family connection there, but I'll let you tell it. Yes, my dear old late dad. He was uh, tied up with harness racing for a very, from a from a very young age, and um, I got the bug at a very young age, and uh, yeah, and sort of give him a hand uh, until I was able to get my license. And uh, in uh, in 1956, we shipped it down to the southeast of South Australia from from Adelaide, and uh, my my parents had a small business, and we had a at a little place called Avenue Range, which was between Lucendale and Kingston. Yep. And uh, we had a, a shop and a um, telephone exchange there. And we also worked about 12 or 14 horses. And before school and after school, I'd help him with them. And most of the time, he was away over in Victoria. And um, usually the, the, the A team, as we called it, came to Victoria, the B team went over the border to South Australia and the C team was Narracourt, Mount Gambia bound. But that was my sort of uh, upbringing in the sport. Um, and he did a fair bit of travelling, as I said. And in 1966, we moved from uh, 
from Avenue Range to Eddington. Yep. Which um, uh, we we then had uh, a number of horses. We we stopped the team up and and at one time we normally had 30 to 35 horses in work and we also stood uh, by law at stud as well. So that was a fairly busy time, Toby. So Eddington, that's up, where's that near? Like Denali sort of way, isn't it? Yeah, it's between Maryborough and Bendigo. Yeah. If you come from Maryborough going to Bendigo, you go, go across the Loddon River the bridge, the Loddon River, and our place was right on the end of the Loddon, on the end of the bridge. And uh, yeah, it was a great lifestyle. We had a lot of fun there. Got a lot of winners, and uh, yeah, it was a great time. You did get a lot of winners. Just a lot of good horses, like Dunsinane won the Stall Cup, and lots of winners of the Central Victorian Championship, and uh, no real superstars. Would that be fair to say? Uh, well, lots of Tay we thought was a superstar, like. Yep. If we'd have had more mobile starts in the, in them days, he <laughs> would have been a champion. But he was by Meadow Vance, and 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 Meadow Vance has had the the trait of being bits of devils at standing starts. So there was quite a few standing starts in them days. But like if if we'd have had mobiles more, I, I I predict he would have been a champion. No doubt about that. He was a he was a lovely little animal. Yeah. Okay. And what? What about the name Alto, A-L-T-O? For me, there was something synonymous with Alto for the Benja name. Is that right or have I got? am I barking up the wrong tree? No, you're dead right. It's, um, it's actually, it's the, um, the joining of two rivers and, uh, and Dad sort of adopted that name and, and called, the, uh, called our, our farm and our stud Alto Lodge and uh, every horse was, had an Alto in the name. Every horse we we bred and raced on the, on the property was uh, alto based. Yeah, okay. Either the first name or the second name. Yeah, 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 and and it still sort of filters on through. There's still a few altos around the place even today, which yeah, yeah, there are still 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 a couple going around. Tony Berg's got a couple of, uh, yeah. of uh, alto horses still, and Peter Fitzpatrick, who was a retired school teacher, who Dad used to drive for a little bit. He's got a couple of uh, run race ones as well, so that's about the 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 the, uh, the the last of them, I'd say. I don't think there's any more left after the Alto after after those retired from racing. Peter's been around a long time, but could you describe him as an overnight sensation? There's a oh yes, he, <laughs> he was an overnight sensation to us. He was a he was a great great man, Peter Fitzpatrick. We had a lot of fun with him when. Overnight sensation. He was a he was a great horse to him. He 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 won good prize money and 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 he was a local school teacher as well as I said before. And um, yeah, he's um, he was a legend of Carisbrook, That guy. So in nine, in the in the late sixties and seventies, how old are you, Des? And uh, you're in, you, were you a bachelor at this point or what? Yeah, I, I was still a bachelor at um, at twenty four, and I met. Uh, a beautiful girl called Ruth Hallam at, at Warwick Nabil, and, and you wouldn't credit it. We met at the St. Anna Trots, and uh, the rest is history. But uh, I used to go to uh, to Warwick Nabil every second Saturday night, and we used to go out for dinner. And um, yeah, and one thing led to another, and um, I proposed to her, and luckily she, she said yes. And in, in 1974, we were married and uh, moved to Queensland, Toby.
moved to Queensland. All right, well, that's a big we change. We moved to Queensland, yep. 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 Yeah, well, I'd, um, I'd done a bit of time up there. A guy called Jimmy Krogan, who was originally from Sydney, he, um, I did a bit of work for him uh, in, the, in the preceding years, and he broke his leg, and um, I was still working at home and wasn't was, was engaged at the time, and he asked out if he could if I could go up and uh, uh, work for him and do drive his team that while he was recuperating, which was great, and yep. and that sort of got me a lot of experience, and probably spent three or four months up there. Yeah, keep keep going. So, then, yeah. yeah, so then uh, we came home and. Uh, we married. We were married on the tenth of August, nineteen seventy-four, and uh, we uh, we were offered a, a continuation of the job with Dad, but we decided to bite the bullet, uh, Toby, and go to Queensland. So, like I'd say, like I said before, I'd worked up there for a, for a while, and um, we uh, we went up there, and we had um, we had one of those blue Belmont Holden Utes, yeah. uh, towing a horse float. With um, with two two chairs and a table and a mattress and that's all we had on and and, and our clothes of course and yeah. we headed off to Queensland the two of us yeah and with a job to go to and and we're going to be working horses etc yeah well yeah well I had um I got offered a job with Mick Clover and I I spent a little bit of time with him and then I worked for Keith Addison probably for 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 six months or more. And then the third guy I worked for was a bloke called Ken Belford. They yep. all had teams of horses up there. Mick Clover, of course, uh, is a Victorian, and he's back in Victoria now. And and I also worked on the barriers at Albion Park and, and helped on the track at Redcliffe as, as well. And um, luckily one day um, our, our boy, who is now 47, he was only a, a little tacker, only probably 12, 18 months old, I got called into the stewards' room at Redcliffe Trots one night. Alan Pearson came down and said to me, Mr. Jack Gregg, who was chairman of stewards at the time, he he said he wants to see you. And uh, I said, oh, Ruth said to me, what have I done? I in said, trouble. I don't know. I'm going to find out. I'm in trouble. Because <laughs> I was, like, I had a licence at the time and I, I was doing a fair bit of driving for Keith Addison and, and Ken Belford and Mick Clover. And... and uh, I walked and knocked on the door and he said, come in. And I sat down and he said, um, I've been watching you, son, for probably 12 months or more since you've been up here. Yeah. And I think you'd make a good steward. And uh, I got offered a steward's job and uh, that was on the on the Thursday. I went in on the Friday and met the Harness Racing Board and met the, the other stewards. And uh, on Monday, I was a steward. That quick? So you, what, you just went home? That that, quick. You just went back and said, Ruth, I've had this offer. And yep. what 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 was the attraction to it? Why did you you're obviously getting you're obviously doing okay in Queensland? What was the what was the attraction to just yeah, take that leap? We were doing good, but I look at the I looked at the uh, like the, the financial side of it, uh, mm. Toby, and I was mm. never going to be uh, like never going to be like a driver or a trainer for the rest of my life, and. Uh, I had a talk to Ruth, and 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 we sort of, um, I sort of said, well, it's a great opportunity. I, I can't knock this opportunity back. I've been offered a job, and 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 to to put it bluntly, we were going to go from board lollies to chocolates as far as, uh, yeah. like, as far as the 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 wages and that were concerned, because 
working for trainers. The wages weren't very high up there, and uh, it was a great opportunity that I couldn't I couldn't refuse. And uh, uh, yeah, well, she was a, a great support to me. That's for sure. What did your dad say on the phone when you rang and told him? Uh, well, he said you better come down. He said I've got a couple of horses at Kilmore on the Friday. Well, you better better come down and uh, drive these before you. Uh, you jump the fence and get on the other side of the table. So I did, but I didn't have any luck at Gilmore, but that's another story. So you had your last drive he was, for uh, your dad then? Uh, I had my last drive at Gilmore, yes, yeah. Oh, very good. So then you're in... And, uh, you're yeah, he was, uh, he was chuffed. He was chuffed that I got had been offered such a great opportunity. And he said, he said, you've done the right thing, son. You've accepted it. So, yeah, that was uh, that was fantastic to be offered such a... Such a great job, and uh, I was, you know, I was, uh, I was pretty proud of myself to sort of to get offered a job like that, you know, and and uh, you know it was good, and 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 it's been, it hasn't been an occupation, it's just been a passion ever since. Like you know, I've I've enjoyed it, I've lived, loved every minute of the job. It's been great. So that was what 1976, by my maths, about 46 years ago. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, Actually, it was about the, just into 75, actually, it was. Yeah, okay. About the middle of 75. And you've, yeah. been, you've been a yeah. steward ever since? Been a steward ever since. 47 years, August just gone. So, yeah, it's a pretty, it, it's a pretty long stint at the job. But as I said, it's, it, it, it's, it's been a passion and absolute a tremendous uh, thrill to be, uh, to be doing such a, a great job. It's been fantastic. But you clearly didn't. You haven't been in Queensland for those last forty-seven years, so there was obviously a change at some point back to Victoria, or was there a, a burst somewhere else? No. Well, I got offered a job. I was speaking to uh, Ken Dyer. He was um, he was a, the chairman of the Harness Racing Council at the time, and and we were down at a stewards conference in Sydney, and we got sort of a talking a bit over 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 a drink, and. Um, he said to me, he said, oh, we're setting up harness racing in Macau. And I just said, you know, I said, well, if, what are you doing for stewards? And he said, oh, we haven't looked at that yet. But anyway, he said, um, I said, I'd be interested in, in uh, taking that on if, if, you was, uh, if you was that way inclined, if you're going to put stewards on. And, and, uh, and about probably approximately six months later, I got a... I got a um, a certified letter in the mail with the contract and everything in it and uh, offered me a job in Macau. So I had it, like I said before, I had great respect for Mr. Jack Gregg who gave me my opportunity as a steward and I I jumped in the car and went into him and, and said, boss, I've got, uh, I want some advice and uh, I showed him the, uh, the contract and he looked across it. He used to wear glasses, and he always look at, used to look at you over the glasses. Yeah. And he looked across the glasses at me, and he said, if I was your age, I would swim over there. That is a great opportunity. You can't knock yeah. that back, son. Yeah. So, so we, we put our goods and chattels together, and, 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 and Ruthie, Scotty, and I, we headed off to Macau, which was another adventure. 100% how was it in, in Macau? It was great. It was great experience. Great experience. Two years we spent there, Toby. Uh, we only had a two-year contract because the uh, 
we we took up the position to teach the Chinese and the, the Chinese thought that they knew uh, as much as we did after the two years and mm-hmm. unfortunately for us they wouldn't renew our contract but anyway uh, that that was great experience anyway the two years that I spent there like I was there probably only three months and Mr Glenn Butterfield from New Zealand he was the head chairman of stewards over there and unfortunately he got sick and and had to get returned to New Zealand and um, the hierarchy over there offered me the chairman of stewards job which I I, I took which was great experience don't don't say that too loudly you'll end up chairman of stewards of uh, HRV (laughs) I don't (laughs) think that's that's going to be very possible mate (laughs) So you leave Macau and do you go home to Queensland or do you go home to Victoria? No, I I got on the I got on the phone. I had a had a few rumours go, go through the system that that, we, that they mightn't be renewing our contract. So I got on the phone and I spoke to a great guy in WA who was chairman of stewards at that time, Mr. Ray Murray. Yep, and uh, that was. Uh, that was just before Christmas. We came home. We were home for Christmas, and uh, uh, the first week in January, he came here over to Victoria and Melbourne for a stewards conference. Yep. And I had he rang me and he said, "I'm going to be in Melbourne, and I want you to come to Melbourne for an interview." So I did that, and uh, I got offered a job in Perth as a steward, which was Another uh, adventure in our in our long history. Hundred yeah, percent. Was that that wasn't the same time Barry was there? Surely. No, Barry came after. Barry was just after me. He came after me. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, as far as I was concerned, Ray Murray he was a great boss, but he uh, he came back to Victoria to the Gallop. So uh, Alan Pearson took Ray Murray's place and. Uh, Alan mentioned Barry to me when we offered Barry the job and Barry finished up, of course, there as well, So, which was great. So after WA, do we get back to Victoria eventually? <laughs> after WA, un- unfortunately, uh, my mum and dad parted ways and split up and uh, I said to Ruth and Scott, if maybe if we come home, we might be able to, to uh, keep them together, but unfortunately that didn't happen, so... Yeah, I came back to uh, to to Melbourne as a steward in 1985, and have been happily here ever since. All right, the the, the big question: the best horse you've seen? <laughs> I tell you what, you've seen some horses. You ought to seen some horses. The, the best horse I've seen. Gee, that's that's a hard question, Toby. That is a very hard question. Um, probably uh, probably pure steel would rate fairly high. And and uh, there's a new numerous horses that were were great horses around that time, like Webster's and Adelaide. They had uh, they had Bon Adios and Adios Court and and uh, all the courts and um, and the the, uh, the Barry Perkins horse um, from Pro-Chevelle. WA who won the Inter Dominion. Pro um, He Pro yeah, He was he was a great horse too and. Uh, Oh, yeah, I've seen many, many champions, but but uh, the the easiest question I've always answered was uh, was Mary's Idol was the best trotter I've ever seen by a long way. He was a great trotter. 
Yeah, well, most people say he's the best horse they've ever seen. But, yeah, the, yeah. I, anyone that saw Mary's Idol, that, <laughs> there's no argument he's the best trotter they've ever seen. Anyone that saw him. Oh, no doubt about that. Like, he, um, when I was in Queensland, he raced against Rip Van Winkle and many other good horses in the what we called then was the Sir Clive Ewer Championship. And it was like the Inner Dominion in Queensland. Yeah. And he raced against them horses and, Rip Van Winkle beat him a short half head, and that was that was uh, one of the best races you'd ever see. It was it was a great spectacle, but unfortunately, just couldn't quite pull it off. That, so, so for people these days, that was like a trotter taking on Lochinvar Art and being beaten by a short half head, or you know, it's unfathomable. Yeah. Exactly, unthinkable, but it, it it happened, and and they nearly pulled it off. Uh, Rick and Brian Healy nearly pulled it off. 23 minutes we've had, Des, and there's no way we could cover 47 years of stewarding in it, but we've got a taste of it. And I said the same thing to Barry, to have people like you still here in the sport after 47 years and passing on so much to the young stewards coming through and the Brett Days and and Nick Murray's over the years and and Grant Adams now and Michael Ross and and everyone in the sport, even the participants as well, you don't realise that effect you're having on people with such knowledge and experience, all the young participants like a Chris Alford and all those young blokes that still drive horses. We thank you so much for what you do in the sport and, and we love seeing you at the track and look forward to catching up with you sometime soon, mate. Much appreciated, Toby. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, and uh, I could go on for another half an hour if you had time, but uh, obviously you're going to cut me off for somebody else. But it's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure, and uh, while, while the passion's still there, and, and it will be, and uh, unless uh, something else catches up with me, I'll I'll still be here as long as uh, HRV have me, mate. It's been a real pleasure over the years, and I've enjoyed every minute, like I said before. Thanks, Des. Do, we do have to get to a break. Thank you very much, mate. No worries, Toby. Thanks for having me, mate. Bye-bye. There's Des Benja, dead set legend of the sport. And I tell you, when you hear that 47 years, uh, that's unbelievable, isn't it, to be a steward for all that time and so much experience in the sport. Let's get this break away, JD. We'll come back. It'll be a very short segment before the 12.30 news.